0: Or, or your end. Or- I, I
1: disconnected from Wi-Fi, so I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. But gotcha. Yeah. I also just realized well, my mic is muted on my my Yeti. So we'll just consider this the official start. For those of you who are here, you got to hear more than what people online will <laughs> hear pre-
0: if they, for this later. The pre-show. <laughs> All right. Right. well Well welcome again to the official official start of the official official one year bonus anniversary live stream here on instagram live and recorded for posterity in the future um we're super excited to get started we have a couple things to sort of talk about but really we want to just sort of chat and hopefully get a chance to talk with some people here in the chat um another disclaimer since Jens you are technically the host i'm not seeing the chat um i don't know if that's a setting on my end that i can change or if you'll just have to sort of man the chat uh, <laughs> i will us. man the chat i'll be i'll be host man um, um and well, yeah so at any point you know especially like there's there's a, a like you know a manageable size of people i think who will tune in so drop a question drop a comment like we'll hopefully get a chance like i said to just kind of interact with with y'all uh as you are you know popping in and out you don't have to stay the whole time it's a free country you can do what you want but um, for now (laughs) for now (laughs) um so yeah yeah i don't know i mean any other sort of like intro remarks
1: I say we just kind of jump in and I think a, a good place to start is to remind everybody of the giveaway because you only have a couple more days. Uh, the giveaway ends on Sunday. Sunday. Um, when we when we announced the giveaway, we had two books. We had a, a, a book on the Baptist tradition and Lucas has the Anglican tradition. So the winner will get brand new copies. You're not going to get my heavily marked up copy. Um, I don't know if Lucas even marks up his books. That's something that... Um, I So I have a system that I use, like I I highlight, I also mark and notate and I'll sometimes write notes in the margin, um, which is just
0: a fun fact about me personally. But um, I started, I I didn't mark this book, but I do mark other books. Okay. So my system is inconsistent.
1: This is, uh, but yeah, this is book number one, uh, Baptists and the Christian Tradition uh, Towards an Evangelical Baptist Catholicity. Um, It's not, it's, it's more like a a collection of of articles than like a a coherent book, even though it does have a coherent story in a sense. Um, But it's edited by Matt Emerson, um, Luke Stamps, Christopher Morgan, um, a couple of other people over at the Center for Baptist Renewal. Uh, We've talked about this book a lot. We talk about the Center for Baptist Renewal a lot. Um, So from my tradition, uh, the Baptist, uh, specifically more Reformed Baptist tradition, uh, we have this book. And then
0: Lucas, if you want to kind of talk about your book very briefly, Yeah, so this is uh, Anglicanism, a Reformed Catholic Tradition, written by Dr. Gerald Bray. Um, I don't remember the release date. It's like, I think it came out.
1: I think it already did. Some people have,
0: I thought I saw a live tweet somewhere. I I think I've seen a tweet or two with it. Um, I've I've had it for close to a month now, um, and I have read it, so I actually can confidently, I mean... I, would ex- I wouldn't have expected it to not be good. <laughs> no, like, I I have the privilege of getting to take classes with Dr. Bray, so I, like, know him, and so I was not disappointed uh, by this book whatsoever. But um, it is a great, very readable. I don't know if you can kind of see, like, it's very well laid out. Lex and Press did a really good job, not only with the cover design, but just, like, the, the quality as well as the layout. Um, but it, it's not super long. It's It's written really as a way to sort of dive into the background and the sort of basic theological overview, I guess, of what the Anglican Anglican tradition has believed, what they have sort of looked like, what are the, you know, the history and the structures and the documents and the people that kind of fed into what has become a worldwide tradition over the last you know five centuries or so it's a great introduction um if you're like a you know expert in the history of the church of england you might not find a ton of like new material in here but as an introduction to anglicanism as a reformed catholic tradition um i really couldn't you know i picked this book before i had actually read it um (laughs) because it was just kind of the perfect counterpart to the baptist catholicity or baptist in the christian tradition um But having read it, I would definitely, you know, I couldn't think of a better book to give away in this sort of like, you know, each of us picking a representative of our tradition kind of thing. Right. Um, So I'm super excited just to, to hear other people's thoughts on this book, whether it's your thoughts, whoever wins the giveaway, or if you don't win and you buy a copy, or if you don't even listen to us. And I'm, you're not hearing me say this, and you read it and tweet about it. You know, I'm, I'm just looking. It. I really enjoyed this book, so I, I'm really looking forward to like future conversations around it. Um, and excited yeah. to be able to to give away a copy coming up.
1: So like like I told you. Um, I added it to my list, my ever growing list of books. I, ha- I prioritize it. So it's like, okay, this book jumped to the top. Mm-hmm. Um, however, my, like I told you, uh, and I've mentioned before, my wife and I have like a, a book budget that we use, like, so each of us get books every month. Um, my, mine, I used on vinyl recently and I went a little uh-huh. overboard on some pre-orders. So <laughs> <laughs> books are going to be on pause for a while. Um, but, uh, so those are the, those are the two books that we told you guys about. We, 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 we had mentioned uh, in the episode, we've been posting about it on the feed. Um, but on Twitter, we, we ran like, a um, you know, like an extended, uh, stretch goal, so to speak. Like if we got a certain number of, of retweets and shares and everything, uh, we are going to add another book to the list. Um, so not only will you get the Baptist book, not only will you get the Anglican book, but you will also get, uh, theological retrieval for evangelicals um, why we need our past to have a future and that's by gavin ortland who uh we've mentioned a number of times a number of his books um the, his augustine's retrieval um uh the doctrine of creation his uh finding the right hills to die on uh, but this book specifically is a really good one uh, because on this podcast if if you listen you know we, we like to talk about theological retrieval uh we talk about uh retrieval for renewal and ultimately that's like these three books go really well together because yeah. that's a big part of what they're trying to do is to to reintroduce to um reorient realign our minds to these given traditions and uh this one is a really good just introduction to the idea of theological retrieval um it has you know benefits dangers risks um, examples uh, but Gavin is a really great um, writer a great communicator and so this is a really good book for people who want that introduction on uh, theological retrieval also uh, maybe a special plug uh, I don't know how many people are listening you know when it, this is a, just a podcast but we're trying to get Gavin ortland on the podcast so a little peek behind the curtain that's we're, we have a couple of interviews in the works and that's the only one I'm going to tell you about yeah, so so all of you who know Gavin Ortland. <laughs> tell him to tell him uh, to <laughs> come our way. I don't think it'll be that hard, but that's uh, the hardest part is working out schedules and stuff. But oh man, anyway, those that's the that's the the giveaway. Those are the three books. Uh, if you to, just as a reminder, if you want to enter, uh, you can do it here on Instagram. You can do it over on Twitter as well. Uh, but here it's slightly different rules because just of the way that the the sites work. Um, but if you if you want to do it here. Uh, you have to go find the original post in the feed i'll i'll post it to the story after this but uh the one that says bonus episode giveaway going. yeah yeah and then yeah. if you're on twitter it's the the pinned tweet which is a lot easier it's right at the top of our feed uh, yeah. you'll need to like share uh comment Tag with a that. friend yeah be following uh, so <laughs> right so be following, yeah, the, all those things. And uh, on Sunday, that's when the giveaway ends. We're going to announce the winner. So we'll, we have like a generator here that'll pick a random um, a random person out of our list. And uh, you'll get three books. And the plan is to, since I think they're all available now, to just ship them all directly to you from whatever site. Um, so we'll just yeah. ask for an address or whatever. But as long as you're okay with us sending those to you, that's how it'll come. Uh, but we're really excited. We're we're glad that people have been showing an interest both on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we always have more interaction on Twitter than Instagram, um, which I always think is kind of interesting. I, I, I enjoy our, our Twitter-verse, um, but it'd be nice to have more of an Instagram following, which is one reason why we wanted to do this, to, to connect with those of you who are here who maybe aren't over there, yeah. or if you are over there and you're here, this is just a way for you to see our faces. Um, get a peek behind the curtain, as we always say. Um, So, but yeah, that's our giveaway. And I don't know, while we're on the topic of books, Lucas, uh, I don't know how many listeners have caught on. For a while, we were doing uh, a what are you reading segment. Uh, We have ceased doing that. We haven't been uh, really doing the what are you reading? Yeah, um, somewhat intentionally. But since we're here, we're talking about books, I want to know, what have you been reading? I know you mentioned the, the Anglicanism book, but mm-hmm. are there any books you're reading for class? Uh, what, what are you recommending at this very moment?
0: Yeah, uh, one book that I read at this point, I think it was two weeks ago um, for class, was The Book of Pastoral Rule by St. Gregory the Great, um, Pope St. Gregory the Great. This is a St. Vladimir's popular patristics volume. Uh, It is a, I mean, it kind of is what it says. It's a book of pastoral rules. So Pope Gregory is basically um, talking through what it means to be a pastor, what it means to minister to people who, who is qualified. What are the qualifications? What are the, what's the kind of life that a minister or a pastor ought to lead, ought to strive for the, the the characteristics and the, and not, not personality traits, but like the virtues and the values of a pastor's life. And then close to half the book is basically pastoral advice on how to deal with certain groups of people. And he breaks it up into different, like, um, opposing things. So like rich and poor, and then he like talks about, Here's how you talk to the rich and how to talk to the poor people who are proud versus people who are insecure or, you know, I mean, I don't know if that was a real one though. Those who do not speak enough and those who speak too much, that one's probably relevant in all generations. (laughs) I'm sure. Um, The meek and the easily provoked, uh, the humble and the proud. So you can kind of see how he's going and, and he, he's giving, you know, he's, he's speaking to spiritual directors, pastors, People who are in vocational ministry, as we would say today, um, and and just you know from his experience as a pastor and as a minister and as a um, longtime Christian of 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 uh, asceticism and you know being a monk and and eventually pope, as well as a minister in the in the city of Rome in, in a very public sort of way dealing with with poverty and, and food and dealing with political strife. Like he, he, he led quite the, the significant and interesting life. And a lot of that feeds into, you can, you can see as he's giving his pastoral advice, the wisdom that comes from those life experiences. And, um, I read it in like a day and a half because I procrastinated on starting it. Um, so by the end of it, I was a little bit out of stamina, <laughs> but if you, if you don't force yourself to read it in like two sittings, um, it's a really, th- this translation that the the popular patristics volume has is, is it's quite readable. Um, I feel like I say that about pretty much every book. Um, I don't know if that means I have, you know, like a I don't have a discerning taste for, for writing, or if it just means that I happen to have good taste in picking books that are easy to read. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, It's, you know, not everyone is a pastor. Not everyone wants to be a pastor. Not everyone's going to be a pastor. But um, I I don't think that means that the advice that Gregory is giving here is is not helpful. Um, And I think that it's it's really, I I was surprised by this book. Um, You know, I read it for class. It was assigned to me. I had heard of it. I had never, you know, I had never like necessarily caught my eye for any specific reason. So I didn't already have it. I hadn't already read it and reading it. I was just very impressed with, with Gregory and, um, the, the sorts of things that he was, you know, saying 14, 15, 1600 years ago about life as a pastor that really feel, you know, it's kind of a cliche, but it really does feel like he could have written this a year ago, you know? Hmm. Um, Interesting. And I, it just kind of shows, I mean, there are, you know, I say that it's not like, like there are some differences culturally and whatnot. It was a different world, but at the same time, the, the kinds of people that he points out, um, like I, I can, they feel very real. They don't feel like some removed historical artifact, you know, and and the, the way that he pastorally wants to approach these different temperaments and these different, uh, types of, of sin tendencies and that kind of thing. It's like, um, man, like I can just see this working in my church, you know, churches I've been in before, just people that I've met in person or online who are Christians. Like it just, it just is, is so relevant. Um, and, um, if you are in ministry of some kind vocationally, like I think you need to read this at some point, if you're not, I would highly recommend you read this because, um, there's a lot of wisdom in here and I think that wisdom is kind of like the word I would use to sum it up is it just feels very wise.
1: So someone asked a question, was Gregory Baptistic? That's the the big question. Uh <laughs> no,
0: as far as I know. <laughs> he was a pope of Rome in the I can't remember if someone I think he said Manny's here if he's in my class, so maybe he can remember. Um but uh I think it was the 500s. Uh, that he was writing or living um, and, and serving, and uh, yeah, he was born in 540. So I think at that at by that point, infant baptism was 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 well solidified in the Roman Empire as the as the norm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, well, that, I, although yeah, I'm okay. no
0: expert, I'm no expert, and my my ex- my exposure to Saint Gregory is limited to this book, so um, fair. I won't make. Any kind of you know definitive claims, yeah, but I, that's I would, good. Yeah, I would not expect that he was. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a
1: a refrain that you'll hear periodically from us is that we're not experts, and that's because we're not. Uh, but that's kind of part of the fun. Um, but something that was interesting, um, I'm sure a lot of the people here um, follow Luke Stamps on Twitter. If you don't, you should. Uh, but he he sort of put out a question, I think it was last night, uh, like, if you could master five theological oh, works, yeah. like if you could only read five, you know, five theological works the rest of your life and master them, like, what would they be? And I was like thinking about it for a long time, like longer than even after I had tweeted my response. Um, and that that's an interesting question that maybe, yeah, yeah it's rhetorical, you don't necessarily have to answer. Um, but that's something to consider too, like what what books could we become experts in? Uh, But if we're, if we're talking about books that we're recommending, um, I think this is going to become like a yearly read around this time of year during like the Lent season. Um, But He Descended to the Dead, um, an evangelical theology of Holy Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a really good book. I read it last year, um, almost exactly a year ago at this point, because if you recall, we had an episode, episode three on uh, the essence of the Christian faith, where we talked about The uh, I know, right? (laughs) We talked about uh, the Apostles' Creed. We we use the Apostles' Creed as like our our basis, our our, that that was the essence of the Christian faith, so to speak. And it was in preparing for that episode that I was I kept getting tripped up on that line, he descended to the dead or he descended into hell, depending on the translation of the creed. Um, and I was like utterly fascinated by it. And this book had come out like recently, or it was at least being talked about quite a bit, um, again, by Matt Emerson. Um, related to the book that we're giving away on the Baptist tradition. Um, but this is a really good book. It makes a really good case for um, Christ descending to the dead um, on Saturday in between his death and his resurrection. What that means theologically, what it means just practically for you and me, uh, what it meant that Christ entered into human existence, meaning he also entered into the reality of death pre his resurrection. What did it mean for people to die um, mm-hmm. or the hope of resurrection? Uh, where, where do people go? Um, was it compartmentalized? Did he actually go to the place of eternal suffering? Uh, does a really good job of exploring the historicity, um, the, um, some of the more modern debates. And I think it makes a really compelling case for what actually happened. I don't want to give it away necessarily. Cause I think you should go and read it. Um, yes, Jared. Uh, I actually just finished Patrick's book on the Ascension like two weeks ago. Um, so my wife designed a reading list. Let's see. Actually, I finished it a month ago, um, Jane, <laughs> beginning of January. This, this year is flying by. Um, but his book on the Ascension is super good. And not only that, it complements this well because we have Descent and then we have Ascent. Wow, um, that, it's like somebody know, right? planned it but that's also, that's a lot shorter, a lot, even more readable. I think this is, yeah, this is IVP academic. That's who publishes, um, he descended to the dead. So it's slightly more academic. Um, so if you're, I don't know, maybe not as well read in academic literature, it might be, I mean, there's, there's some, there's a lot of footnotes. There's a lot of, um, extra stuff that you might get caught up in if you're not used to that sort of thing, but I still think it's a really good book.
0: Um, but yeah it's been so, on my list for a year now he,
1: he descended to the deadheads. yeah
0: ever since Dude, that maybe, episode i uh, just gotta like send it to you and i or, just like, you know get you a copy my list uh i don't i don't typically make a lot of progress on my lists that i make for myself so you're in
1: school though i mean i get it like i remember being in school and not being able to read as much for for pleasure that's why like when i became a youth pastor and i had like a ton of time suddenly like i mean obviously i was working but like a lot of prep a lot of Sunday school and, and youth group preparing, um, lessons, like lots of time to read. So like I went hard on my list and now yeah. that I'm like in Plus a regular a job budget, again, right? Well, right. I had a, <laughs> had a, I had a budget for a, a, a pretty large budget for books, which was nice. Um, I do miss that, but, um, but yeah. So as we sort of transition, um, let's see, can you say the title again? Um, for this book, he descended to the dead and evangelical, an Evangelical Theology of Holy Saturday by Matt Y. Emerson. Uh, I think that's the book you're mentioning. If not, uh, if you're talking about the Patrick Schreiner one, um, that's The Ascension of Christ. And then Lucas has The Book of Pastoral Rule by Gregory the Great. There you go. Um, so yeah, we, we, we mentioned a couple times now um, the history we have as a podcast uh, one year. It's, it's crazy to believe that um, it's already been that long. Uh, so Lucas, and maybe you guys in the feed too, the, those of you that are, that are sticking around. Um, Lucas, what has been your favorite episode? So before you answer, um, take that to be any way you want. Maybe it was your favorite to record. <laughs> maybe it was just your favorite topic. Maybe it was, um, I don't know, we, we, the one. I, so I sometimes go back and listen to old episodes just for fun, for those of you that it sounds really dumb that I listen to my old podcast, but like when there's nothing else that I want to do at work and all day I can have an earbuds, like I'll sometimes go back, but I listened to the one on marriage that we did with our wives when we were in Providence. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. Like, so yeah, whether it's like that was that or another one record, yeah. What is your favorite episode this year so far?
0: Oh man. I wish I had thought more about this, but I, I mean, maybe, maybe not. Then I, I probably would have, would have, Made made it boring.
1: (laughs) Hannah says, obviously, your favorite is the one with your wife. So apparently, my wife is here and
0: listening. (laughs) (laughs) That was probably the most fun to record. To, like, just record. Yeah, Uh, for sure. Just as a whole experience, like, coming up with it, planning it, and then actually do it. Like, that was by far, like, the most fun conversation. Another peek behind the curtain.
1: We all had beer, and we were being very quiet every time. We, like, we even said, be very quiet as you set drinks down (laughs) on the counter so that, like... We're not, like, slamming it down. Um,
0: um, that, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think probably my favorite, it's it might be a toss-up between the episode we did on theosis or deification, uh, or the episode we did during Heresy Month in October on Christological heresies. Um And both of those are, like, the reasoning is kind of related. I love researching reading about, thinking through sort of like more Eastern Christian ways of, of thinking and doing theology, as well as obviously the ancient church I'm a big fan of like this book and everything. Um, and on top of all that Christology is, is, is probably my favorite area of theology to, to read about and to think about. And, Um, I think that theosis is really related to the incarnation into Christology. And then obviously the Christology, the Christological heresies episode was all about Christology. And um, it was just a lot of fun to put those together. um, Especially uh, thinking about, oh, which heresies are we going to do? You know, and like to sort of just like dunk on Nestorius a little bit is (laughs) like my favorite hobby. So getting to do that was fun. So I think that that would probably be my favorite would be, I, I, I'll to pick one. I'll say that the Christological heresies one from October. Okay. Uh, I think that, that I would have to say that's my favorite.
1: So question is it Jared Willett? Is that his name? There's no, there's no uh, vowels in his Instagram, but it's wallet. Okay. There you go. Sorry. My apologies, Jared. He asks if Jared, sorry, if Carl, if Carl Bart came to your church, would you let him teach Sunday school? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that so Carl Bart is our most downloaded episode. That blows my mind. So I, I don't keep like I mean, I probably keep more track than Lucas, but like I so I don't know like the daily stats, but I I I think Carl Bart daily is probably our second most downloaded episode each and every day. Like if you that's went crazy. through the list of what people listen to on a given day. Um but that's really interesting to me. And I don't know why
0: um the, the look of, I, like i did that episode and i don't really know anything about carl bart so like
1: <laughs> and it was one of our longer christians of history too i mean i don't know how long people listen to like a given episode but um I it's still yeah of like yeah. all the episodes we've done um it is kind of crazy that carl bart is our long or our, our most downloaded um the next one in line is our introduction so apparently people go to the beginning <laughs> just to see what we're all about and then
0: it's um That's what it's there for j.i packer uh, which is another one you did, yeah. Um, but I feel like that has more to do with him, him passing, and and the timing more, of it. Yeah. Like uh, that was, I I really enjoyed that one because because I also didn't I didn't really know anything about J.I. Packer. Like I've read a yeah. couple of his things, but like you know, I didn't like grow up hearing or listening to or reading him. So that was a cool opportunity um, to dive a little bit. I mean, that's kind of like we we say it all the time. I feel like, but like the joy and the the beauty of Christians of history is getting to share people who we care about and also learn about people that we don't know anything about. And yeah. I know, I know we've both had multiple episodes we've done where we've just like picked somebody that we had no, no knowledge of and just got to learn about this brother or sister before us that, that we didn't know. And it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty exciting and, and it's pretty yeah. cool. So I'm, I'm glad we're back in the swing of, I really like the creeds and confessions, but I, I, I'm glad we're back in the Christians of history (laughs) grind. It was
1: nice to have a change of pace for a little bit, especially during a busy season. But yeah. um, So what would you say your
0: favorite episode would be? Yeah.
1: um, So speaking of Christians of history, I really enjoyed Lemuel Haynes. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you recall, it was one of the first ones I think that I did, uh, but he was Mm -hmm. an African. um, He was a slave who was able to achieve freedom and became a pastor um, but it was just a life that, like, I I, I had no idea who he was right. prior to um, prior to studying him, and uh, it inspired me so much. I went out and bought um, a biography that, um, I, I, again, I'm going to butcher his name. So if you're here, I'm so sorry. But Tabidi Anabwile, um I think, is like sure kind of <laughs> close, but uh, he he wrote a biography um, on Lemuel Haynes, and it, it was just re- it was a really thin, short one, but also really enjoyable, really good yeah. read. Um, I, re- I really enjoyed that. Um, as far as other theological conversations go, even though it was super long, I loved the tulip episode that you and I did because <laughs> it was one of the time one of the few times that you and I beef pretty hard. Um I don't I did, I also like episodes where we have a little bit of beef. So I liked yeah, it's apostasy. Fun. I liked um Baptism. Like baptism. Yeah, yeah. Baptism. That one was um, a lot of fun too. You've done a couple of like, you know, convince me to be a, a an infant. Yeah.
0: Baptist. We got to go the other way. Right. <laughs> we will. <laughs>
1: we will. That's in the that'll, that'll come. Um so similarly, what has been your least favorite episode if you have one? Was there one that you're just like shoot like we should probably just delete it? Like that's bad or is there one you're just like eh this wasn't even that into it or like what's your least favorite of the 100 <laughs> and something we've done?
0: Yeah, it it's hard to pick a specific one. There have been time like there there have been plenty of times where I just feel like I didn't do enough work. So, I just especially with Christians of History, for some reason, I think it's because they're a little less conversational and a little more like not research heavy in the sense of like like some of the, you know, theological episodes take a lot of prep in terms of thinking through and researching, but just like everything we say in a Christians of History episode is some piece of information that we have to find, you know, cause right. we don't just have these people memorized already or whatever. So like there are, there are, it's, it's often the case that I'll get like halfway through recording a Christians of history episode. And I just feel like it's going terribly. Like I remember <laughs> I was really excited to do Julian of Norwich. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that was like
1: your first one, wasn't it? I think that, it that was, was very actually. Early. Yeah.
0: Uh, it, it was like first or second. It was super early on, but I was so excited about it. I was like, this is awesome. We, you know, like not a super well-known person, at least not, you know, growing up my experience or whatever. Oh, and there was I'm like, nothing yeah. like there's, there's, there's very little just that is known about her. And I didn't know that when I, you know, committed to, to doing a biography of her. And I haven't, you know, hadn't at the time. And I still haven't, but, but I, I, and I didn't have time to do this in prep. Like I, I, I hadn't read her, the one work like we don't know anything about her life and she's known for one work that she produced that I haven't read <laughs> so it's like yes. I got to the like I was like trying to like you know write my script do an outline I was just like there's nothing here I'm gonna make, like it's gonna be like seven minutes of me hemming and hawing and then that's it and I was just like like I, I ended up liking the episode fine and like I'm really glad that I'm like I'm really glad that we chose her and, and all that kind of yeah. stuff but like I feel like more so than oh man I hate this let's delete it. I have like that experience where I just feel like I've insufficiently prepared and like it's just bringing down the the podcast, it's just, you know, whatever. Um it's right. funny when 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 you when you first said like least favorite, I did think of the Tulip episode. Yeah, that was so long because it was <laughs> like so- it was like two and a half hours and, you know, little behind the scenes, you know, secret sauce kind of thing. My, so I, I typically, we're doing it a little differently tonight, but I typically record on GarageBand and my computer is like seven years old. I mean, it runs, it runs fine. Uh, but, <laughs>
1: but when we're recording,
0: when we're, we're recording, <laughs> uh, it'll just, it'll just crash and we'll have to just, you know, count back in and jensen is kind and generous and edits all the disparate well, tracks together we, uh we
1: should maybe like even further behind the curtain to let people know how we record i know we've briefly maybe mentioned it way early but if people haven't listened to you know random episode number seven or something like because lucas is in alabama he used to be in massachusetts and and i'm in wisconsin uh we're not like in a studio we we can't <laughs> sit next to each other and record um so what we do, like, like he's, like he mentioned, he has GarageBand and I use, I always forget it's an Adobe, Adobe Audition. Um, and so what we do is we'll do like a, okay, we're, we're recording in three, two, one, and then we do a clap in three, two, one, and we clap almost like, you know, like a, like in a, you know, a movie and like the clip, clipboard or whatever you, whatever you call it. Um, so that's like the the marker for when I go to edit to, to line up uh, as close as possible. And then, um basically we're lining up two audio tracks and so when when it when his audio stops I have to stop mine and he tells me his timestamp, and I have to go back to that and then yeah in post-production it's piecing it all together um which it's kind of fun like I I enjoy that sort of thing um funny like there have been two episodes (laughs) there have been two episodes that have made it out into the world that I missed (laughs) little like I, I like I didn't write down the correct or I forgot to write down when he crapped out on audio so there was i can't even remember the episode um but an episode came out and luckily lucas's wife had listened to it and she's like why was the audio off so bad it was off by like four or five seconds because (laughs) i hadn't re-lined up the tracks um so yeah that's that's a little another you know fun fact about how we how we record tonight though we're trying a new system because i was afraid of i was a little afraid of lucas crapping out mid mid it's recording extreme. and having to like yeah. keep bringing it back. But we're trying Zencaster. So any of you guys that have used a podcasting app, like if you've used Zencaster specifically, let us know what you think. Um, it was recommended by uh, Jared Henderson um, a while ago, who we actually, that, now that I mention it, that was also a really fun episode. Yeah, that was we did, high um, list for sure. John Eleven with him. And then we also did... Uh, what did we, what did we do on his feet again? I forget the episode that he dropped. <laughs> <laughs> we told oh, man, uh, I
0: think he just kind of asked us some questions. Um, well,
1: we, It was like a specific, it had to do with a Twitter. Oh, it was like, can we claim a, a theologian from like someone outside our tradition? Right. So like I have a Luther that's bobblehead right. and Lucas is like, you know, for a Baptist who, you know, whatever, why do you have a Luther bobblehead? And I was like, well, you know, I think we, it started a whole debate. So if you want to listen, go find the Mattins podcast and find that episode. But yeah. um, transition time. So we love our transitions here. We also love uh, when a topic will be a whole nother episode, if you haven't noticed. Um, if you've ever picked some up some on time some down more, the line or, and
0: then time, right, I don't our know our if any of those have become episodes.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> they will, though. We have a long list as well. So be, I, there's book lists that are ever growing and yeah. then episode idea lists. But just like my book list, if you guys have an episode idea, yeah, that almost always get bumped up to the front because yeah. we want to do what you guys want to hear about. Um, so drop something down. What about Servetus? I don't know if I, I missed what the context was for that. Um, I apologize, but are you asking us to do an episode A Christian of history? We
0: can't do it. We'll have to wait for October.
1: and to, Another heretic and of history. Heretic <laughs> of history too. We can so, talk about now. Also, I forgot to mention <laughs> on heretic of history, I have some like slight discomfort that we did that, the heretics of history. <laughs> because not not the I liked the month, but like we did like Oral Roberts and Kenneth prosperity Coffey. teaching, which, you know, I think is a problem, but like And Mormons. There's and Mormons, but those those two are so new that it almost felt like dirty. It wasn't people who and have like We had
0: we had a a Mormon a a person from the church of Latter-day Saints reach out to us who had heard that yeah. episode. I, and he was, he was really gracious and, and yeah. kind. And, and, you know, he, he seemed to appreciate the tone that we were trying to take. Like, like it based on, you know, he's only one person, you know, maybe not every right. person who heard it felt this way, but he, you know, seemed to, to, get where we were coming from and, and he offered some resources to, for further study. And, um, you know, he I didn't... love the emails we
1: get. We, yeah, do.
0: we yeah. don't get a lot, but like when we do, they're, they're, they're pretty cool.
1: <laughs> did, have, did you see the one about the Nairobian Prince in our spam? Or did you No. Okay. I, I'll show you later. <laughs> <It> was <laughs> like was like trying to offer us a big lump sum of money. Hey, I'll take, it. um, right. <laughs> um, but okay. So, um. Wh- okay, so the to clarify, would you let Cervetis,
0: I, if Oh, Cervetis, teach a yeah. Bible study? No, yeah, I, I, I would. Your uh, Sunday school. I I wouldn't burn him at the stake either, but okay, I fair. would I would reprove him and rebuke, not reprove him. I would I would just rebuke him.
1: That's fair. And someone did say that Kenneth Copeland is their favorite biblical theologian. Um, there's been a lot of just like sarcasm in the feed, and I just have to. <laughs> I've been ignoring it but <laughs> i felt like that was good um so okay we we talked a little bit uh we talked a little bit about um w- the the past year uh some of our favorite and least favorite episodes um you know i think most of the people i don't even know who's here it doesn't give me like a running tally of who's been in the thing i i don't want to click and mess something up but um, I think most of the people that are that I have seen in here um are familiar with our podcast, at least a little bit. But I also noticed that there are a couple people who have jumped in who aren't probably familiar, unless you just don't tell me and maybe you have been keeping up. And if that's the case, <laughs> I would thank you. But um, you know, we we are a theological podcast. Um we're we're two guys who um uh we, we went to Moody together, that's where we met uh, Lucas's wife and I became friends in our, um, uh, it was an old fire station. Um, I don't even remember. It was an after-school program. It was our, our practical Christian ministry that was required as students at, at, at Moody. Um, but, but Lucas and I became friends after, like I said, after becoming friends with Elaine and, um, also keep the sarcasm coming. It's funny. I'm enjoying it. I'm just not always commenting on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we We wanted to have an an outlet an avenue to continue theological conversations when we weren't in person anymore yeah um when we were in school, we did it all the time. I mean Lucas and I took a couple classes together we did Hebrew together um theology of suffering uh Romans that was a really fun class um like so we you know we have we have some some history of having theological conversation. Uh, when i became a youth pastor i only lived like half an hour from the city so like you were still doing your masters there so you uh you and your wife would come hang out with me and my wife we continue having theological conversations and so um especially since we're from different traditions or we at least currently belong to different traditions i think we come from the same generic tradition but um we just thought we have a really interesting dynamic when it comes to theological conversation because as a baptist as an Anglican, uh, we offer something that maybe other podcasts don't. Maybe maybe it's similar content, like, you know, talking about theosis or talking about retrieval or whatever, but maybe we offer a different, uh, you know, point of view as somebody who is no longer in ministry and as somebody who hopes to go into ministry. Um, so, you know, that's, that's sort of a little bit about who we are, how we met, um, we... I feel like this podcast has been like a great source of growth for me personally. Um, not just like yeah. theologically, not just mentally, but just as like, as a theologian, as somebody who interacts with people. Um, because I mean, Lucas is already my friend. Like we're already basically like Luke, I consider Lucas one of my, one of my best friends. And, um, even more than that, like a, an actual brother and, um, so like I already care for him, already love him. Like, so like we already have a foundation, I understand. Um, but when we have theological disagreements, uh, you know, all of us, I think have a cage stage at one point or another, and mine wasn't maybe as bad as other people's cage (laughs) stages, so to speak. But, uh, this podcast has really helped me, um, become more charitable, become more generous and, and gracious as I interact with Lucas. And as I interact with some of you who also have differing, um theological beliefs and opinions and um yeah i don't know i think let's answer this question before it goes away it says if you could erase one book from history forever what would it be so there's no you know it doesn't say one christian book or one theological book so if you can get rid of one book forever what would it be
0: uh calvin's institutes no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah Um, okay man maybe this is just i don't know why i thought of this i might miss this answer might change down the road but the donation of constantine which was the forged document that allegedly was written by constantine but it was actually written like 500 years after constantine that basically gave the papacy power and authority and i think that without that without that forgery uh medieval Catholicism would have developed slightly differently. And maybe we'd all be Catholic, Dang. which would be beautiful. Yeah. But
1: the providence of God did not allow it to be so um, interesting. So man, I, I feel, I don't know why my knee jerk reaction when I saw that question was twilight. Like, I don't know if that's just like <laughs> <laughs> some repressed that's sound. That's very you know, millennial, sound. <laughs> whatever feeling of mine, but a, a serious take. Um, Oh man. I feel like I don't have like a good answer. Um,
0: yeah. Well, I, if, I if you think of one, if you think of one, you can, you I, yeah, can throw If it I out. think of one, I'll drop it. Yeah. I know. Um, like, but I, it, I would want but... to echo everything that you said about just the sort of the background and then also how we've been able to like really exercise our theological muscles in like, multiple different areas like we're having to craft these episodes figure out what we want to talk about do research and learn things we don't know figure out how to say what we're trying to say but then also just talking to people whether it's us face-to-face virtually face-to-face or people online like all of that you know for sure I, I I feel the same and then just like something that I wanted to make note of is just like, we've talked a little bit about this over the last couple months and and especially I think more recently just the way that this over the course of this year, we've kind of evolved and maybe just grown is maybe a better word in terms of our identity as a podcast, you know, which might sound a little corny, but what I just mean is like the way that we approach and sort of the, the, the atmosphere has, we've become a lot more conscious of, I like, I guess I would say we've become a lot more conscious of our differences in a way that views them as assets rather than liabilities. Where before we our differences didn't would, would occasionally come up. We talk about tulip, you know, like like we were never like, oh, we're the same, you know, like it was always Oh, I'm a Reformed Baptist, I'm an Anglican, sort of in general terms, whatever. Like we have these differences. Like that was we we are we're aware of those differences, and they were never, they were always part of our, you know, thoughts and and what we had to say. But um I I, I think it's safe to say, in my view, that over the time, especially recently, as we we've really shifted a little bit from just a place and hopefully one day a community to have theological discourse and converse and th- talk about God together to a place for principled ecumenical retrieval to take place within, you know, you know, like we're not so far apart, you know, where our differences are within a certain bubble of orthodoxy, you know, protestantism um, we can, you know, kind of like narrow it down like that. But, um, I just feel like it's something that's started to shape our, the way we, the, the things we choose to talk about and the way we choose to talk about them has become more shaped by those differences in a way that I think is very edifying. Um, not in a way where we're like, doing more debates than we used to do. You know what I mean? Like not that kind of a thing, which wouldn't necessarily be bad, but it wouldn't necessarily be good either. (laughs) Um, But I just think that that's really interesting. And and it's definitely not my, it wasn't, it was never my intention to sort of like focus on, not focus on differences, but like I didn't think our differences would, would really play a significant role. Like I figured Mm -hmm. one day we would talk about Tulip and, we would have our differences over how we feel about some of those doctrines or whatever. But like, I didn't feel like we would get to a point where that was more important, not more important, but more significant than it was. Like I didn't, you know, like giving away purposefully choosing books to give away based on the churches that we're a part of like that, that, you know a year ago that would have really surprised me and i probably wouldn't have liked it if you had told me that but the way it's come about so organically i think it just like i don't i don't know if it was inevitable given the subject matter we're choosing to talk about and the fact that we are different but i i think that it's something that i've definitely grown to appreciate and being at a place like beeson which is also a space of diversity theologically in terms of the students and the faculty and, this, and what we're learning and all that and what we're reading in classes. Like for me personally, it's it's been sort of like, I have that going on at Beeson and I also have that going on in the context of this podcast. So I have m- these multiple arenas where these muscles are getting exercised in terms of um, being confronted with different traditions in, that, are, that are different, but that are on my side, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and engaging in those conversations that way. Um, I, I think that I, I would also say, I feel like I've grown a lot, just like you mentioned, um, in in a variety of ways through doing this. And, um, I think that as the podcast has sort of changed shape, changed focus, um, I think it's become something, something pretty cool, you know, that I'm, I'm happy with, with where we're at in terms of sort of like the way we do it, if that makes sense, you know, the things we talk about and how we talk about them. And it's just kind of interesting and fun, I think, to note the way that that's changed, So before Mm -hmm. I, before I just start rambling, I'll I'll end it there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, the evolution is pretty cool to to see how we, how far we've come. And, and we knew that there, to a degree, we knew that there would be differences. Obviously we knew that there would be similarities, but when we started, I thought we would have a lot more differences. Like I anticipated Mm -hmm. having a lot, a, a far greater distance between us, but what I've come to really like and appreciate is the fact that like, we're a lot closer than I thought we were. Right. Our, our, our theological heritage, even if it's significantly different, when it comes to baptism or when it comes to communion or, or whatever it might be, I don't, I don't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But um, it is cool to see. I don't know, just how how similar we are, theologically. I don't know. That's the easiest way to put it. Um, yeah, and then we can, but we can maintain our similarity yet have our distinctions, but still like, you know, not hate each other. I mean, we joked a couple episodes ago that maybe in the 1600s or whatever, maybe we wouldn't have been friends because I would have been a dissenter (laughs) or whatever. But um, someone asked, have y'all talked about ecclesiology? Um, I don't know that we've had an episode about like what ecclesiology is or what our theological ecclesiologies are in our traditions, but I'm sure the topic has come up um, at least somewhat
0: generically um yeah i think it would be that is something that it would be well worth a deeper dive Um, Ooh, we need to get marcus johnson
1: i feel like that would be a really interesting conversation to have could be could be maybe not i don't know yeah (laughs) that's when when i think about ecclesiology i think about him because of the class that i took with him mm -hmm. um, at moody um there was another question about what are your thoughts on jesuit tricks no, no I, Jesuit I have, tricks. I have no thoughts. <laughs> um, but something, something else that you said, I thought was good uh, to highlight. Uh, you mentioned that you know, right now we're just a podcast. We're we're two dudes um, chilling. You know, in a we hot have tub. right. <laughs> uh, we we have we, you know we have a, a small following on on Instagram. We have a somewhat bigger than Instagram following on Twitter. <laughs> um, but we 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 do like our hope all along for this podcast has been like a community um that's why we're trying to do more interviews not just with like pastors and theologians but with other people too like working with jared henderson and um even like paracea when we did the the 1689 give um not giveaway the 1689 um kickstarter uh you know those those are fun to do more engaging um some of our most you know liked and appreciated episodes. Um, so going forward, so we've sort of talked about our past. So like going forward with where we hope this podcast goes within the next year, the next two years, however long, you know, we're fortunate enough to do this. Um, we, we want this to be more like community focused and, and, and Lucas and I have brainstormed ideas for, for how to accomplish such a thing, uh, whether it's creating a website where we have a place to, to share articles, to share blogs, to share, um, other content, but that's produced by people here. Um, you know, I, I think of places like, like the center for Baptist renewal or the center for pastor theologians or, um, other things like that. Like there are these groups, these organizations that have like a broader community, they have their fellows, they have their lecturers or, or whatever it might be. And I'm not saying that we're going to like rise to the place of, you know, prominence or we're hosting conferences or something, but like, I mean that's like that's like well maybe someday like but that that's not necessarily what we're striving after now. Docs but we just on 2025. <laughs> <laughs> doc, yeah, be there or be square. Um but we yeah, that, that's in, but we we need other people that have an interest that is similar to to our interests as far as you know theological retrieval, um principled ecumen ecumenism, um like all those things would be fun and enjoyable if you and I just continue to do it, but even more so if we have definitely, you know, people joining us in that pursuit. So yeah. like part of, part of doing this is even like a call to action on, you know, your guys' part, you know, if there's, if there's ever a topic that like, especially those of you who are maybe in seminary or have experience, like if there's something that is like, you know, maybe you want to talk about ecclesiology, like um, we'd love to have you guys on. We'd love to have uh, the ability to, you know, discuss new things with new people, um, or maybe familiar people to you, Lucas, but, but new to me, but, um, yeah, we, we want this to be not just two guys talking all the time, but, um, to, to grow into a community. But with that said, we will continue to talk. We will continue to do, um, two episodes a week, which also I did not anticipate us doing when we first launched, we started with one episode, but like, we wanted to drop more content because people were at the time asking for it. Um, yeah. And so we came up with Christians of History. We did that for a while. And then we did creeds and confessions. And now we're back to Christians of History. Um, but I think it's you know good to, to mention again. None of we're not experts. So like, we're, if you're coming to our podcast, um, don't expect like us to be the authoritative word on any given topic that we're discussing. But I think as our as our intro often says is like we're we're journeying on this road. We're learning, growing, discovering investigating, uh, like we're, we're, we're wanting to grow as, as followers of Christ and we're wanting to help people grow as well. Whether that just means we're introducing you to topics that you've never heard of, uh, whether it means it helps you engage in a conversation with somebody else that you know, like your pastor or a parent or a friend. Um, like we just like to be that even if we're just a signpost along the way for you as like a, you know, Oh, that was, you know, they, they had a conversation about, I don't know. Um, suddenly blanking on anything we've ever talked about that, you know, they had an episode on, on the, the descent to the dead. Like, what does that mean for me theologically in my life right here, right now? Um, and then you have a conversation with, you know, with, with somebody about that. That's, that's awesome. And and some of the feedback that we've received, yeah. I don't, without naming names, I mean, some of you have said that this has been like hugely influential in your own life in in growing theological knowledge, understanding, uh, growing conversations with friends and family members, Um, especially in those early days when we like, it was just friends and family. Um, it was, you know, I mean, it was still fun, but I mean, it it was people that knew us. Um, but once we started getting those like couple of people that like had no connections to us outside of them finding us, like, um, I think his name is Zane or Zaid, um, Zaid, I believe if you recall way back when we first launched, he like was looking up the song, the doxology on spotify (laughs) um and because spotify and their podcast like it's within the same app he saw our podcast and started listening and then like would send us quite a bit of feedback um you know he's the one that called out lucas if you recall at the time we didn't have pop filters and so for our first several episodes there were a lot of like and just you know uh, annoying little (laughs) editing quirks that are hard to work out but um like yeah we 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 enjoy the community that we have we we'd love to see it to see it grow and to to develop and to um, become become something more and that's yeah uh, the collective that journey on the road we're all on it together that's why we like that picture that imagery um even the title of doxology you know singing the praises of our of our lord of our savior um it's a collective and um i don't know what's a Anything else? Does anybody want to throw out like some thoughts, some comments? Throw up qu- other questions—serious, funny, sarcastic. Um, we'll begin our descent here, pun intended, uh, because I have thirty percent battery, um, and it won't last forever. Plus, you know, I think studies show that nobody wants to listen to an hour of people talking. They they like the quick and the easy.
0: Yeah, um, I think it it looks like um, most, if not all. Uh, people who are hanging out here have kind of trickled away. So I I think we are, you know, over an hour. So we will, I think, wrap up here, Um, you know, to conclude in lieu of our typical like scripted uh, outro, I I just want to, you know, we could start a whole 15 minute rabbit trail with this. I'm not going to do that. But um, as a conclusion, I do want to say thank you to everyone who, uh, is listening or will listen to this live who who came and you know dropped comments and um you know showed up listened uh everyone who has ever sent sent us an email tuned in for one episode a 100 episodes um followed us on twitter instagram you know shared retweeted whatever um from day one to today just a huge thank you I you know like you were talking like it was just our friends and family like I never thought we'd get beyond just whoever we would tell in real life <laughs> <laughs> knowing about us and I'm so grateful for the 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 people that we've gotten to interact with and meet virtually over this last year and I hope that it can continue to grow and and whatever it does or doesn't turn into just a huge thank you for everyone who's ever listened cuz this is such a fun time it's such an edifying thing for us to do but at the end of the day if nobody's listening then it's just us (laughs) talking to each other which is fine but it's so much more fun to have to have more than just that you know um so just just a huge thank you for support and 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 sincerely you know like I don't know how to make it sound more sincere you know like i feel like (laughs) when when people say thank you for listening it 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 might sound insincere or just kind of like standard but like really you know truly we really really do appreciate it and and are blown away by the support that we have Uh, and we look forward to getting to talk more in the future with with new people as well as people that we've talked to before and and uh yeah yeah just 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 looking forward to this next this next year of the Doxology yeah. podcast. Yeah, and my in
1: my my concluding words. If if you liked this um, this means of listening to the podcast, like maybe maybe you like listening, uh, you know, in your favorite podcast player. But uh, if you enjoyed the Instagram live, uh, let us know. Like, it'd be cool to to actually do like an official episode, so you, you could see sort of uh, what it looks like to do a real one. To to have uh you know a more finely tuned topic and idea and direction. And, and it's not so like jumbly. Um, but also the, the nice thing about Instagram live is it offers interaction um, in real time. So, you know, when you send us your, your goofy comments or your serious ones, like we get to see that and, and interact. So that's, that's kind of what it's all about. So let us know. Um, I'll also echo uh, the appreciation, the, the thanks. Um, I mean, I, I I sometimes feel like, like you mentioned just for, for Christians of history, sometimes like feeling like I don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes I feel that way with just any episode. I'm like, I have no authority to speak on these things. I have no, you know, I'm just a sinner who like, I feel like every day, like I'm not worthy to even utter the name Christ. So to to do, I have a podcast sometimes like, it's like a a very humbling and, and sort of terrifying thing at times. So to to have a podcast, to be able to, to do this is, is is something I don't take for granted. And I appreciate any who, who listens. So, um, that's my salutation. Um, so thank you. Uh, if you do want to follow us, I'm guessing you already do on, on Instagram, but if you're not following us on Twitter, we're at doxology podcast. Uh, you can send us an email at doxology at gmail.com. We get a surprising number of, of emails. It, sure. it is kind of surprising to me. So send us some more, Uh, If you'd like to connect with us, you can also sign up for our newsletter. It might not be around for very long, um, but (laughs) unless a lot of people sign
0: up, it might, it might be taking taking a break. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And if you, if you're if you are signed up, but you don't get it, check your spam because it goes to somehow it sends to our own email and it goes to our own spam. Yeah. Uh, We learned that today
0: from me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So So, yeah, check your spam. Um, But uh, also, I'm pretty sure our Lagos link works. So go to an old episode, uh, where we talk about like youth ministry or higher education, click that Lagos link and get a deal on Lagos eight, um, or nine. I can't remember which one it's active for, but we were sponsored by Lagos for a little bit, which we didn't mention in this episode, but that was mind blowing. Anyway, we appreciate you guys. Uh, Lucas, I'm going to hang up our Instagram, but call you on FaceTime. So, um, to all of you out there, uh, rest well be safe um and we'll see you on the other side peace